Hello, and welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. It is a dangerous mistress, and it's one of those love affairs that never ends. You know. It just never ends. You're totally captive to photography once it gets a grip of you. Don McCullen said that. I flew back to Birmingham from Afghanistan three days after I was injured. They wheeled me off the plane, doped up on morphine, and my sister said, he's trying to say something. They took the oxygen mask off, and she thought these were going to be my last words. They had said I wouldn't make it through the night. My poor sister bent over and was expecting me to say, I love you, or I'm sorry. I whispered to her, I'm still a photographer. Giles Dooley said that. Both of those quotations come from an article which was in the Observer newspaper last Sunday. Uh, it was a, a Q&A presentation, and, and if I'm not sure if it's online, but it was a very revealing um, discussion between these two photographers. There's been a lot of talk over the last week about Don McCullen and a TV programme was shown on the BBC and a major retrospective of his life has um, launched up at the um, Tate Britain. It was great for me to see Don's work being um, recognised in that way. I first met Don back in 1987 and... Um, we worked together, I commissioned him uh, for portraits um, right up until 1999, a period of time when his work wasn't always as recognised as it is today. And as with all work, and I suppose in a way with all photographers, he suffered that, um, that concern of being out of fashion, out of kilter, out of step with what was going on. Now his time is back and um, it's great to see that he's around to actually um, see that and be part of that recognition. But I don't really want to talk about Don this week. What I really wanted to talk about was those, those two quotes that I started off this podcast with. The name of the podcast is A Photographic Life. What does that mean? Well, to me, what it means is um, my life has been, to a greater or lesser extent, um, defined... Uh, I suppose, informed by photography, by the visual image, right from, I can remember being seven or eight years of age, and all I really wanted to do was to design album covers. Uh, I saw that as as, um, as my, my destiny, I suppose, and I suppose, and I ended up doing that, and I found out that graphic designers did that, and that's why I ended up doing a degree in graphic design. But over that period of time, you know, intrinsically, we as creatives, and I'm going to spread this out a little bit here, just from, not just photography, but as, as artists, as musicians, as writers, we're pretty selfish. The, the following of that kind of calling, people quite often say to me, well, you know, what do you do? And I always find that a very difficult question to answer. And I usually kind of uh, rely on or get back to saying, well, I earn my living from photography, but I don't really see it as work. And if I don't see it as work at all, and I've never seen it as work, 
even as a a child I would always give up that opportunity maybe to go to uh, that party or go out that night um, in favor of maybe doing a painting or creating something collaging montaging whatever it took some form of creative expression and as I said I think we're we are intrinsically selfish that that desire uh, takes us into that place um, doesn't always have to be a negative selfishness please don't think that i am in any way beating up on um what we do but what i am trying to do i suppose and i think those two quotes really clearly illustrate that determination that passion we have for communicating through the visual image i think it's often difficult for young photographers and student photographers to really understand that level of dedication and that level of commitment because perhaps really it's only through time that you get drawn in and you find yourself at that place where your engagement with the 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 image becomes all-encompassing it's the thing you do in your spare time it's it's that thing that fills every waking moment. And that's certainly how I feel. And I know that that's how a lot of other people um, feel. So why am I dealing with that this week? Well, I received a little bit of news this week, which kind of shook me a bit. Um, a lot, actually. Somebody who I know, who I've worked with, a colleague, a strong voice in the photographic community in the UK, um, whom I've been speaking to about a specific project um, prior to Christmas and um, things have gone a bit quiet and I didn't want to chase that project up and I've just uh, heard from that person this week um, to hear that they had a stroke um, just before Christmas and um, they're now having to learn to speak again and um, I'm not sure how serious that stroke is but you know it makes us all stop and think doesn't it you know, every every week I finish this podcast with, um, I suppose, a request, a, a phrase, a, a, a suggestion to take care. And certainly hearing from uh, that person this week um, really did make me stop and reconsider. Um, so, you know, we are selfish about what we do, but maybe we need to ensure that we have that balance and that our friends and family are not forgotten. I hope you'll agree that we've had a, a really great uh, mix of different kinds of photographers uh, joining us each week on the podcast, uh, sharing their views and their reflections on what photography means to them. This week, I think we can uh, say without, or I can say without any fear of contradiction, that we have a true great of British photography. Uh, I don't really feel that um, there's very much I can say to introduce this person. Um, hopefully you know of his work. If you don't, check out Brian Griffin. And for this week's podcast, he's going to tell us what photography means to him. Hi, uh, I'm Brian Griffin, and uh, I'm one of the most boring photographers on earth. I don't even really like photography that much. Uh, where did this all start? Well, I have to go back to when I was 16 years old and I had to leave school. Parents made me leave school because I needed some money. So I ended up in the factory, the last place on earth I ever wanted to be. 
But in many ways, it proved quite fruitful. When I got out of the factory and went to art college, I was really equipped mathematically. I'd studied engineering. I was uh, involved in nuclear engineering. And uh, I knew a lot about maths. So after going to art college and leaving to try and get a career in photography, I uh, was well-equipped mathematically. So all that analogue stuff where you had to really understand lots of uh, scientific things and exposure things, uh, which people today would find most complex, well, quite complex, uh, it was dead easy for me because... uh, I could do all that stuff, you know, Um, because I'd ended up doing five years of engineering uh, and uh, I was really right on top of uh, analog uh, photography and all the complexities of it. So uh, I got to an advanced stage with that, uh, exploring light. I was just basically interested in light. Nothing else, really, photographically. Um, I wanted to see how far I could take light. And uh, then came uh, the digital universe. And I could do that as well, because uh, I got this, uh, I don't know, technical mind. And I could uh, use all these digital uh, advances, all these digital advances to... Uh, to my benefit. And I'm still not that interested in photography. I just use it, really. And I've always truly used it just to collect my ideas. I just use it to sort of put down evidence on an idea I've uh, got. And uh, a lighting idea I have, a lighting development I have, I just sort of put it down so I can look at it how my brain's been working so there you are really I'm a photographer that is not really interested in photography as I say each week it's fantastic to hear everybody's take and answer to the question that's been set and there's no doubt that um, Brian's is kind of probably one of the most left field and maybe one that really does make you think about things. I started off this podcast um, talking about that idea of the requirement um, we all have for friendship and support from family and friends and that kind of support which allows us to continue our, um, our journey really. Uh, My journey in the coming week is going to take me to uh, Tempe, Arizona, um, where I'll be um, screening the Bill J film in uh, association with Arizona State University and with some really great people coming along. Um, Also for me, a fantastic uh, opportunity to spend some time with Bill J's daughters and to look at the material they have that had belonged to Bill. Um, as part of my kind of ongoing research, as I spoke about last week. And these podcasts do seem to kind of repeat um, elements, but obviously 
as with any life, um, these elements evolve and develop. Anyway, so I'm going to be in uh, Tempe, Arizona in the week. And obviously in next week's podcast, I'll bring you news of what happens. Uh, if you are over there, if you're near Phoenix, uh, Arizona, Monday night, uh, all the details are of the screening are on the uh, Bill J website, uh, do not bend film, uh, dot com. And, um, you know, my wife and my family are very uh, understanding and supportive in that kind of thing. So it makes it possible. Been a little bit of talk. I started off again this podcast talking about Don McCullen, and uh, there's been some discussion concerning the exhibition there and how much it costs to get in. And obviously, there's a, a whole discussion around a whole debate and around the finance and the economic situation with photographic galleries, museums, exhibitions, and the entrance. The big discussion around the Don. Uh, McCullen exhibition seems to be that it's um it's fifteen pounds for a ticket to enter, and uh, if you're uh, in any other situation uh, as a student or um, you're in a situation that a concession is is viable is an option for you, it's got, it's only a one pound. It's that's all they've taken off is one pound, so it's fourteen pounds for everybody else. I can remember the first exhibition I ever went to see at Tate Britain. Um, I was 16 years of age. It was a Jean Tongli, uh, the kinetic sculptor and painter. Um, it was free and I went to see it for free and I was able to use the few coins I had to buy a poster, which I then hung on my wall in my bedroom and it remained there and in various houses afterwards for a very, very long time. I went straight from that exhibition to a, a Cork Street exhibition uh, to see um, the work of Kurt Schwitters, another um, free exhibition, but in a different context, one in a private gallery and one in a public gallery. They were hugely influential on me. They made me see what was possible, and I immediately started to uh, ape their work in my work. And I suppose really that's what we're talking about with any of these exhibitions is um, that opportunity they give for those who don't know to see work, to be inspired by that work. Um, there are some big exhibitions coming up and there's no doubt that I'm seeing work, which I've spoken about previously, this humanist thing, but also there seems to be an awful lot of archives at the moment which are being revisited, rediscovered, photographers who are being rediscovered, primarily from the kind of 60s and 70s, the big uh, London exhibition for Diane Arbus is coming up there. So we've got McCullen and we've got Arbus. Um, so those kinds, and there's lots of other work going on, lots of other exhibitions with photographers who are much lesser known. I wonder if, um, and I put this forward to um, somebody uh just the other day, I wonder if um, this is a kind of a reaction against a lot of the work that we've been seeing um, over the past few years. Some of it, which I have to say, personally, I find vacuous, um, cold and unengaging. It doesn't mean to say it all work and it doesn't mean to say that I'm against new contemporary work because I'm absolutely not. And I hope you've seen over the last couple of weeks, we've had photographers just starting out on their career. And now today we've had Brian Griffin with an incredible career behind him. I'm interested in all kinds of work. I suppose it's a bit like food, really. I don't want to eat pizza every day. 
and I don't want to only have one option of flavoured ice cream. I feel the same way about photography. I feel the same way about all culture, um, all music, all film. But with photography, I don't just want to be force-fed one particular aesthetic or one particular approach or one particular understanding of what photography is. I also don't want to be told that anything else is of a lesser value or is less important. I want to see it all, really. I want to embrace it all and I want to make a decision for myself. And not only do I want to make a decision for myself, but once I've made that decision, I don't want to be attacked for having that opinion. Gets back to that thing we often talk about, that uh, situation that seems to be occurring increasingly on Twitter at the moment, that um, there seems to be a slight gang mentality creeping in to camps as to what kind of work is valid and what kind of work isn't. At this point in the podcast, I'd just like to say a big thank you to everybody who's listening in. Thank you, listeners. Thank you for um, spreading the word, for all the kind um, things you've said. I've received a lot of emails recently, a lot of tweets, um, really positive about what we're doing here. So thank you so much for all of that. It really means a lot. Um, and do please, uh, if you feel that way, do please um, keep contacting me about that. If you are listening on to the listening into the podcast via iTunes, um, some people have been writing some really kind reviews. It would be great if you could do that as well. Any rating or review really helps us go up the chart so more and more people can get to hear about this podcast. And I suppose, as Amy Roma said last week, um, get to hear about the issues that we're we're talking about here. Um, available, as always, on Spotify, on iTunes, uh, on the unitednationsofphotography.com website, where there's always more information that's easier to see, particularly about the people who are we're featuring each week, um, and sometimes some pictures and some links as well. That are kind of like a, an additional element, I suppose. It's like kind of podcast plus. Anyway, sun's coming up now. It's a little bit warmer in the shed this week. I'm sure it's going to be warmer in um, Arizona. I'll tell you all about that next week. But in the meantime, and this week, I really mean it. Please take care.